0: This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive pre-emergent
2: herbicide.
3: Saskatchewan is Agriculture six twenty CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything A. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture today with your host Jim Smalley.
0: And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture. Another overcast day in Regina. The fog just always seems to be around most of this week. It's brought. to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have the latest market outlook from Sasquit, with prices expected to strengthen. We hear from the chair of Sasquit as an amalgamation with the Winter Cereals Commission was approved this week. We have more details on yesterday's multi-million dollar crop research announcement at the Crop Production Show. In Saskatoon, the farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour.
3: Agriculture today with 620 and Ag News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan agriculture.
0: Culture today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. The latest Sasquake Market Outlook is forecasting stronger wheat prices in the new year.
2: Michael Wilton of Mercantile Consulting compiled this week's latest report. Cash trade was slow last week as many traders are either still on holidays or have decent coverage to start the year. US weekly commercial sales were 47.1 thousand tons, 90% below the previous week's 448 thousand tons. Traders were thinking sales would be in the 250 to 450 thousand ton range. Otherwise, Tunisia bought 100 thousand tons of wheat. This was likely filled by the Black Sea the price backs off to about $320 FOB Russia, or $310 FOB Ukraine. Additionally, Egypt announced another tender that will be closing tomorrow. In some of the most important news, wheat is expensive for importing countries. When comparing the price of wheat from the beginning of 2022 with the beginning of this year, global wheat prices are generally higher. Soft red winter wheat prices in the Gulf are generally $35 a ton higher. In the EU, wheat is up $22.60 on average. In the Black Sea, on the other hand, wheat is generally $26 a ton cheaper than last year. Increases in the price of wheat have made the commodity expensive for importing countries. This becomes even more evident when we account for the impact of currency changes in these importing countries. For example, in 2022, the Turkish Lira lost 27% of its value against the US dollar, and the Egyptian Pound lost 43% of its value against the US dollar. There have been some stories of importers having payment issues, and many countries have had to adjust how they do business. So far it seems like most trades are being completed, but it does cause concern about importers' ability to secure wheat. In Canada, we have the November export statistics from Stats Canada. November we exports were 1.9 million tonnes, which is very strong, albeit 200,000 tonnes less than October's amount. The biggest change from last year are exports to China, which, today, are 1.4 million tonnes, almost five times larger than they were the same time last year. Exports to other countries were also strong, at 514,000 tons in November, for a two-date total of 1.7 million tons, up 57% from last year. Interestingly, there was 74,000 tons of wheat exported to India in November, the first Canadian wheat exports to India in over five years. The Canadian Grain Commission says that 552,000 tons of wheat were exported in week 21 and 22, for a total of 8.1 million tonnes as of week 22. This is over 3.1 million tonnes more than last year. The current pace still argues that we'll export about 19.1 million tonnes of wheat, which is 200,000 tonnes more than what Statistics Canada is estimating. For Durham, Durham bids are now about $13.70 a bushel delivered at the elevator, of course depending on location. Canadian Durham exports during November were also strong. Stats Canada reported that over 736,000 tons of Durham was exported during the month. Italy was the biggest buyer, taking 223,000 tons of the total amount, for a year-to-date total of 568,000 tons, 191% more than last year. Morocco, who usually imports about a quarter of our monthly total exports, was absent. But there were strong exports to Algeria, who took 155,000 tonnes in November. According to the Canadian Grain Commission, Week 21 and 22 exports were 97,000 tonnes for a season total of 1.9 million tonnes, up 64% from last year. The pace of Durham exports has weakened as of late, as exports out of Thunder Bay are restricted when the lakes freeze. We are currently 50% sold durham and are inclined to finish durham sales at about $14 a bushel. Wilton also had an update on wheat shipments out of Ukraine and Russia. In the Black Sea, Russian wheat continues to be the cheapest in the world and is taking much of the demand. With that said, there's a growing number of issues with getting wheat out of the Black Sea. A growing number of companies are saying they will no longer cover war risk coverage for vessels from Russia Russia. Ukraine, and Belarus. Additionally, wait times in the Bosphorus are increasing shipping costs. No new vessels are currently expected to arrive in Ukraine for loading, and 94 vessels were waiting for inspection in Turkey as of January 3rd. Some ships have been waiting for more than a month for inspection. Like the rest of Europe, Russia and Ukraine have been unseasonably warm temperatures are now dropping below 20 degrees Celsius, negative 20 degrees Celsius, and there is little to no snow protecting their winter crops. Russian and Ukrainian farmers are celebrating Orthodox Christmas this last week, and it'll be interesting to see how they act when they return from the holiday. Farmer selling and subsequent Black Sea exports will likely be a function of the condition of their winter crop and their ability to plant spring crops. For the coming week, Russia and Ukraine are on holiday and the near-term focus of the cash market is whether the farmers there continue to sell when they return. Russian exports will largely be a function of the condition of their winter crop and their ability to plant spring crops. Michael Wilton of Mercantile Consulting compiled the latest market report for
0: Sask Wheat. Farmer delegates have voted in favor of amalgamating Sask Wheat and the Saskatchewan Winter Cereals Development Commission. Sask Wheat Chair Brett Halstead says the amalgamation was approved at annual meetings this week in Saskatoon.
4: Both Winter Cereals Commission and Saskwheat voted in favor of proceeding with the amalgamation. I think that's really positive news. What's the advantage
0: to both groups?
4: Well, the main advantage is the winter cereals have been a small commission with variable income levels from their levy, and it's very difficult to commit to long-term research or market development funding projects with such variable rates. And then what they end up finding out after that on a low cycle is your administration cost is such a high percent that, again, it's just difficult to make commitments when your revenue is so variable and, your percentage of it so high.
0: Yeah, I understand the income from the levies for the winter cereals was around that 100,000 mark, whereas, you know, the Sask Wheat gets roughly $14 million. It changes, of course, with crop production and and everything, but that's quite a quite a range, so it, it helps the winter cereals, Sask Wheat as well?
4: Yeah, well, we're working for the same farmer out there. You know, everybody grows a variety of different crops. So we want to work for what's best for all farmers and and working together in this case, I think helps all farmers and that's positive news. What else came out of the annual meeting? Well, just our general business portion. Uh, we also voted to move the board size up one from seven to eight, which will give us two election periods of four every second year. And it'll also give opportunity for maybe more winter cereals producers to get involved in the say of Saskweed and yeah so I think that's an opportunity. Sometimes it's difficult finding directors and part of that reason is they don't want to commit. They want to commit and help a little bit. They don't want to commit too much time. That'll help spread the workload.
0: There was a major research program announced this week at the Crop Production Week by the Saskatchewan government and Saskweed is part of that involvement. What is Saskwheat looking at for research projects?
4: Yeah, well, the entire announcement was a little over $10 million, I think. The Sask Wheat share of that is $1.79 million. That'll be 15 projects, and we will co-fund that with other prairie commissions as well as ADF. Some of the negotiations on exactly who pays what shares is still going on, but those are the high-level numbers for now.
0: What are some of those research projects? What What is the goal here?
4: Yeah, we continue to try and breed higher-yielding higher yielding uh, wheat varieties, you know, improve our drought resistance, uh, look at diseases like fusarium, head blight and striped rust, just to name a few. And overall since 2014 we've been involved in this EDF funding uh, we've committed 18 million dollars to a number of very good projects. Of course the goal to keep Saskatchewan
0: farmers competitive on the world marketplace. Absolutely. Tell me about Crop Production Week, what's your thoughts?
4: Oh, it looked like we are back to normal. It was a busy show, especially the Tuesday and yesterday that I was in there. Monday was a little slower getting going back home and doing the farm stuff now, but, you know, there seemed to be a general excitement, people just being able to get out and about and do their business as we always used to again. How's soil moisture look around Nacoma's? Well, we had a little moisture last fall, but we went in pretty dry, a nice snow cover sitting here now probably above average if it doesn't decide to blow away yet but you know we're farmers so we're always internally optimistic that at some point in time through the growing season we'll get enough to do well.
0: Brett Halstead of Nokomis is chair of the Saskatchewan Wheat Development
3: Commission. Now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com
5: update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity.
6: Hey, Kara Oosteros here with realagriculture.com. I'm here today at the No-Till Conference in St. Louis, Missouri, and I have here with me Travis Kraft, who is Director of U.S. Row Crops with Locust. So, we're here today to talk about carbon markets. So, before we kind of dig into Locust and what you guys do, do you want to tell me a bit about carbon markets and, you know, how many there are internationally?
5: Sure. So, this is a question we get often, and uh, we only to see a very small portion of what the carbon market actually represents. So, technically, there's around 170 different carbon markets collectively. We play up about 7 to 8 percent of that total collective market opportunity. Now that includes sawmills, that includes uh, consumer product goods, that includes agriculture, all kinds of different things, but we have a very specific opportunity because we are the least looked at, but then also the one with the largest growth opportunity. U.S. based carbon credits are by far the most valuable and they're the most sustainable going forward, and also we have a lot of ground that can produce as many credits as possible to then be sold into the market as a whole. So
6: So when looking at the, the two kind of base models that there are, there's compliance and there's voluntary. Do you want to kind of talk about what that means?
5: Sure. So, compliance is exactly what it sounds like. You must comply with a specific regulation or action put down for, therefore, by the government or verifying body that could be cutting nitrogen that could be reducing your tillage that could be a multitude of different things whereas in voluntary, voluntary you are the transaction between the buyer and the seller as well as the grower who's producing the credits all you have to do is qualify for a program and you're gonna make that money you don't have to comply with specific regulations such as what's going on in the European Union or the Netherlands or Canada any of those places and and frankly In the U.S., we're going to be in the voluntary market for quite some time because the infrastructure is just not there to become a regulatory-based body anytime soon.
6: Now, you guys at Locust talk a lot about legacy, and I mean, of course, we talk about legacy, numerous things in agriculture, but why, when it comes to the carbon markets, is legacy so important?
5: The fact of the matter is, the the statistics will tell us that a third of the population of our growers right now will be handing down this operation within the next five years. So what happens to that second generation and what happens to the generation that's just trying to come back to the farm? What things can we do now to set them up going forward and if we can provide an income stream that is consistent, not changing anything and allowing them to make additional finances and financial opportunities going forward, that's legacy. And that's important because there's not many things that are doing that right now consistently that can be taken advantage of or even educated about to begin with.
6: So tell me a bit about Locus. What do you guys do and how does that kind of fit into the carbon markets? Mm
5: -hmm. Locus is a product company. We've been around since 2014. Uh, Began in just fermentation-based solutions, meaning microbes, but now we have moved into multiple different components as in bioenergy, as well as animal nutrition, skin care, as in like uh, product creams, for rosacea and ag, of course. So everything we do is biology-based and we, all, we own all the biology, we produce all the biology from the, ex- the exact strains that we found within Mother Nature. So our specific strains are very unique in the fact that we don't need a whole bunch. We need maybe one, two, or three to do specific jobs in the soil and in the plant itself. That fits into the entire operation because microbes are part of the microbiome. And if you can allow something to do the job it was meant to do, then you start to make other bugs do their jobs more effectively.
6: So, so, talk about some of the products you guys have, how do they, I know you, you touched a bit on how they work, but do you want to kind of elaborate a bit more on, on
5: how that all works? Sure. So, we have two different species. We have an endophytic-based organism which lives inside the vascular system of the plant. So think of it as a conductor. It's sending the signals out to all the bugs in the root system or in the, in the soil to bring the nutrients in. In exchange, it kicks back, what, carbon. Exchange happens. And then we also have what's soil borne based organisms. Now, what most biological companies haven't figured out that we have is that when you put them together and they play together, then they work together. So if it needs phosphorus, it sends out to get phosphorus. If it needs potassium, nitrogen, iron, boron, manganese, it can have that exchange immediately because it has its best player already in the soil or in the vascular system of the plant itself. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com.
3: weather Forecast, on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
0: The officials say... 620 CKRM Farm Weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly cloudy today with 30% chance of flurries. Fog patches dissipating this noon hour. Wind southeast 20 gusting to 40. The high today minus 7. Fog patches developing again tonight. The low minus 9. Tomorrow mainly sunny. Fog patches dissipating early in the morning. Winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high Friday minus 1. The low minus 6. Saturday, cloudy, the high zero. Imagine this, mid-January, 60% chance of evening showers. The low minus five Saturday. Sunday, cloudy, the high minus five, the low minus eight. Monday, cloudy, the high minus six, the low minus 13. Tuesday, cloudy, the high minus nine, the low minus 13. Wednesday, cloudy sky, the high minus eight. Normal high for this date, minus 11, the normal low is minus 23. Sun rose at 8:55 this morning. It sets at 5:18 tonight. And currently, around the province, the hot spot is in Maple Creek in the southwest corner at zero. The cold spot: Yorkton minus 16, Estevan is minus 14, Saskatoon minus 11, Swift Current minus six, Weyburn minus 14. Yorkton once again the cold spot in the province at minus 16 overcast in regina with some light snow flying around it's minus 14 that's eight above fahrenheit winds are from the south southeast at 25 humidity is 84 percent the barometer falling 103.0 fog and moose jaw minus 12 winds are from the east southeast at 13 once again regina overcast and light snow it's minus 14 that's eight above fahrenheit this spring apply pre-emergent edge microactive group
5: three herbicide from gowan canada before seeding your canola peas or lentils maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow always read and follow label directions from gowan canada
3: saskatchewan agriculture today on the voice of saskatchewan 620 CKRM.
0: this portion of saskatchewan agriculture today is brought to you by mcdougall auctioneers get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, mcdougalauctions.com, and brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Crop research was the focus yesterday as 49 projects received funding from federal provincial agriculture development fund. The two senior levels of government are providing $10.3 million, with an additional $4.6 million coming from farmer levies deducted on the sale of a wide range of crops. 19 University of Saskatchewan research scientists were awarded $6.8 million to support 29 crop related projects. Examples are fighting root rot in lentils and developing a n- nutritional milk product using pulse and oilseed protein. In addition to the research funding, the University of Saskatchewan's Crop Development Centre will receive $7.2 million to help cover operating costs over a five-year period. Dr. Curtis Posniak is a plant geneticist, wheat breeder, as well as the CDC director.
1: Helping us support the Grains Innovation Lab, which allows our breeders to screen thousands of samples of grains each year for quality and nutrition, and a big part of what we do is field research, and a a significant portion of the funding being announced today will help support our field operations to ensure that we could do the breeding, the pathology and the quality work that's required to develop new varieties.
0: Also serves as a training ground for the next generation of plant breeders many
1: of the projects that were announced today will hire summer students or graduate students or postdoctoral fellows that will come in and train learn about Saskatchewan agriculture develop knowledge uh, publishable knowledge that then can be translated into our variety of development pipeline at the crop development centers so there is a significant training piece that's part of this many of our students uh, are homegrown like myself right here from Saskatchewan and but we have a, a whole range Range of students from all over the world that bring different perspectives on their agricultural systems and ideas of how we can do things better here. And it's that sort of diversity of people, I think, that can really contribute to very innovative applied projects. One of the largest
0: grants is $421,000 to explore resistance to two soil-borne pathogens that researchers believe are the main causes of root rot. A growing percentage of peas and lentils suffer from root rot, which is especially a concern during wetter growing seasons. Professor Dr. Sabine Banaza and her team will use four elite lines of lentils that are close to being commercially grown and intercross them with four close wild relatives that have known resistance to the two pathogens, Phenomyces and fusarium. Banaza hopes the four-year project will be able to identify resistant lines
3: to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agrinews news Director Jim Smalley. This
0: segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market and our Building Supplies. Small-town lumberyard, big on service. Arcolabuildingsupplies.com. The Saskatchewan Sclerotinia risk map is showing low levels for nearly all areas of the province, but there are some hot spots with potential for the canola disease in the upcoming year. This includes MiotA in the northwest, Birch Hills southeast of Prince Albert, and Guernsey about 185 kilometers northwest of Regina. Disease assessments were made in over 200 canola fields. Twenty plants were collected from five different field sites. Sclerotinia stem rot was observed in a little more than half those fields.
3: Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Market update
0: brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building material supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. And farm fresh water, they'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your farm fresh water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Viterra prices for canola rose $310 at 823.02. dollars Yellow peas fell $919 at 467.70. dollars Number one red spring wheat gained $1.33 at $414.22. The rest were unchanged. Durham 492.61. dollars Feed barley 356.57. dollars Chickpeas 925.95. dollars Flax 682.98. dollars Oats, 239.32, and feed wheat, 289.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for March fell a quarter cent at $8.99 a bushel.
3: The Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The
0: Livestock Quotes brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn at 842 4574. Now, the latest quotes.
7: Good afternoon. This is the Yorktown Hardline Livestock Mark Report for the week of January 11th. Wow. What a sale we had. Start off the new year. Definitely started out with a bang and a lot of excitement. 29.75 in the short, 400 cows and bulls, a total of 33.75 for the day. Cows were five to seven, five to seven cents stronger. Bulls were steady. D1, D2 cows, 83 to 93, sales to 102, 103 on those high yielding kind of cows. D3 cows, 73 to 83, cows were averaging 87.75. Good bulls, 118 to 128, sales to 132, 133, one bull from the Pillar Ranch at Newdorf, topped out at 136. On to the pre-sort sale. What a sale. Listen up, guys. 425-pound steers, 334. 500-pounders, 322. 575-pound steers, 320. 650-pound tan steer, 292. Had a package of 91 black steers, weighing 650 pounds at 290. My favorite pen, 710-pound tan steers, 275, 800-pound steers at 254, 800-pound steers, there was 149 of these red-black exotic steers topped out at 249, 850s at 245, 70 red-black exotic steers, 950-pounders at 240, 1,000-pounders, 235, 1,075-pound steers at 228. On the heifer side. 425-pound heifers, 264, 500-pounders, 261, 575 red-block exotic heifers, 248, 650s at 234, 700-pound heifers, 224, 800-pound heifers, 224, and 850-pound heifers at 217, and the big heifers, 900-pounders at 214. And of course, the highlight of the morning, no other than my favorite pen, 710 pound tan steers at 275. And one more here, 1210 pound red, black exotic steers. They topped out at two and a half cents a pound. That comes out to $2,426. Good job to the Schmidt family of Landsenberg. Next bred cow and heifer sale, Friday, January the 27th, 180 consigned so far. That's it for this week at Heartland, Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good
0: day. And the latest Saskatchewan park prices, $189.82 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report.
3: This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Brought to you by Second Look
0: Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. Rising consumer prices in the United States moderated again last month. bolstering hopes that inflation's grip on the economy will continue to ease this year and possibly require less drastic action by the Federal Reserve to control it. Inflation eased to 6.5% in the U.S. in December compared with 12 months earlier. It was the sixth straight year-over-year slowdown. On a monthly basis, prices actually slipped 0.1% from November to December, the first such drop since May 2020. The softer readings add to growing signs that the worst inflation bout in four decades is gradually waning. Still, the U.S. Fed doesn't expect inflation to slow enough to get close to its 2% target until well into 2024. A Swedish government-owned iron ore mining company says it has identified significant deposits of rare earth elements in Arctic Sweden that are essential for the manufacture of electric vehicles and wind turbines. LKAB's CEO said the quantity of rare earth metals exceeds one million tons and is the largest known deposit of its kind in Europe. Sweden's energy and business ministers said, quote, the EU's self-sufficiency and independence from Russia and China will begin in the mine. On the markets today, the TSX has risen 100 points to 20,124. The Dow has gained 147 points to 34,120. Oil has gone up a $1.67 at 79.08 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 74.70 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.
3: You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Following the 12 o'clock news, on your voice for everything egg, 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.